in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hey, everybody! Hello, welcome back. <laughs> Thanks, Holly. <laughs> This is episode one hundred and thirteen of the Two White Chicks in China podcast. It sure is. We've got a bit of a special episode for you this week. But first of all, I want to thank everyone who has left us a review. We really, really appreciate those stars and those little comments. It really helps other people find us in iTunes. And also, I want to say thank you to our newest Patreon supporter, Sean. Thanks, Sean.、Mm-hmm. Nora, do you have a fact for us about China? I do, but I first. Wanted to say a fact about us. So between the two of us today, we have been in China for a combined total of fifteen years. <laughs> wow! Yeah, we've been here a long, yeah, a long time. <laughs> Eight and a half years for me, six and a half years for you. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Now on to the fact about China. Okay. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> So this is kind of something that we had alluded to last week. We had mentioned a little bit about Chinese youngsters and home owning and investing. And I just found this fact that seventy percent of young adults in China are homeowners, according to a recent HSBC survey. The study, which looked at more than nine thousand people born between nineteen eighty one and nineteen ninety eight in nine countries, found that the home ownership rate of Chinese millennials. Is nearly double the global average. Wow, well, that's really that's impressive. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but it's a that's a cool statistic. Seventy percent. Yeah. So let's take a quick survey. We have a special guest on the show who is sitting to my right here, and who is very shy and has never been on the podcast before. So give her a warm welcome. This is Miss Chamson, and she is our coworker here at WrittenChinese.com. Say hi, Chamson. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and we've dragged her kicking and screaming into this room to record. Called this morning. She said, "Please, no, please." As we were turning the mic on, and here she is.、Um, but let's take a quick survey.、Mm-hmm. Holly, do you own a home? No.、Nope. Do I own a home? No. Champson, do you own a home? Yeah. <laughs> There you have it. She's like, "Is this a trick question?" <laughs> So, do you have any news for us today, Holly? Yeah, I do.、Um, actually, this is something that I think we talked about ages ago. This is about boyfriend sharing services. <gasps> Chamson's laughing already. So, this is a service that is in Chinese shopping malls, and you can hire a man, hire a boyfriend, and they'll go with a with a woman on their shopping travels or whatever, and they'll hold the shopping. They'll provide advice on what to buy or just someone to talk to, and basically, you do all this through、uh, WeChat. <laughs> They have their own QR code, and you just scan the QR code and just rent rent the boy. <laughs> this is not the first time this has happened. Actually, this has existed in other. In I think in Hainan province, they started this off in a shopping mall. And so the man costs one yuan, which is according to this sixteen US cents, to hire them for thirty minutes. So cheap date. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, and they stand inside display frames. <laughs> Like a vending machine. Like a vending machine. <laughs> yeah.、Um, so they're dressed in smart jackets and bow ties. Bernard, do you want to try this service? I feel like I mean, it might be quite fun, actually. Have you seen this before, Champson? No. You've never seen it in Shenzhen. No. This particular mall is in Hebei. I don't know if they've started this anywhere else yet, but I would like to try it. <laughs> it must be much more expensive in Shenzhen, though,、Probably. to rent somebody one yuan for a half hour. Half That's half the、hour. same price as a mall. I know. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, well, uh, let's move on to our question. And our question is uh, from David, and he's left us a voicemail, so take it away, David. Hello, two white chicks. I hope you're doing well. I have two questions, actually. The first one is about VPNs. I've heard that they might not work after February because of uh, government uh, regulations. Uh, I was wondering if you had any thoughts on that. And then also, um, there's a lot of phrases, I think, in English that we use, like uh, cure-alls or a solution to problems. The examples that I could give are chicken soup, we might say, is the cure to lots of things. We'll use it to mean a cure, like chicken soup for the soul. Or if someone's sick, oh, they need some chicken soup, whatever. It's the cure. And then if there's a problem, someone sprung a leak, you need duct tape. We have those kinds of ideas of ways to fix things. I was wondering if Chinese people have those sorts of phrases where I'm not sure how to explain it, but I hope that you can understand what I'm trying to ask, where they have something that they'll say, oh, well, this fixes everything, that kind of thing. Um, happy 100th episode. <laughs> I hope that you'll continue for another 1,000 or something. <laughs> cool. Bye-bye. Oh, that's great. Yeah, thanks, David. Yeah, thanks for sending in a voicemail, for one. Yeah, we haven't had one for a, for a little while, but we do appreciate hearing your voice. We definitely do. And thanks for the vote of confidence. Hopefully we'll be around for a thousand episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a while to go yet. <laughs> so let's tackle the first part of the question first. It's not something that we generally talk about on the show because several reasons, some of which are very obvious and others are the landscape for VPNs changes all the time. So so what might be reliable today may not be reliable tomorrow. That's true. And since it's now past February, I think it's fair to say that I think you're all right. <laughs> there are always these articles that say, oh, suddenly your VPN is going to stop working. But generally what they're talking about is corporate VPNs, companies which are owned and operated by Chinese people that are selling VPNs, those ones they crack down on uh, on a regular basis. But those services abroad, I think it's much more difficult for them to tackle those. I'm not sure if, I, if I'm if i allowed to say this or not, but there are no VPNs now in the Apple App Store. That's right, Chanson. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously we're good because we have, or at least I have a phone from Hong Kong, so my iTunes account is from the UK, so I can still use one. But unfortunately, people with Chinese iTunes accounts cannot use a VPN on their phone. Bottom line is no VPNs are going to be completely foolproof and work 100% of the time, but there's going to be ways for you to connect regardless so don't worry too much about that you'll figure it out when you're here agreed okay so should we address the next part of david's question let's do it okay he's asking us about phrases such as chicken soup for the soul and his other, what was his other one about using duct tape mm -hmm. um, and i also thought like putting a band-aid on something as well that's another kind of one of those phrases isn't it and so that's one of the reasons why we asked champson to come along because we thought that she might have some phrases that chinese people use such as chicken soup for the soul. So, Chamson, you wanna... <laughs> 
You want to help us out? Yeah, the chicken soup for the soul is in Chinese will be xin ling ji tang. Is that something that you use? Would you use that phrase in Chinese? Yes. Yeah. Like some articles talking about some very exciting things to help you feeling better in your during your life. Oh, cool. Like we are colleagues can uh, article xin ling ji tang some like a similar phrase. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's great. Going back to the duct tape thing. Mm. Is duct tape just as popular in the UK as it is in the US? Do people use it for everything? Yeah, or at least we refer to it, but I'm not sure if we're using the brand because that's it's a brand, isn't it? Duct tape, and for so long I thought it was duct like D U C K. We are. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we, we refer to duct tape, but I, I don't think we're using the actual brand. We just call it that. It's usually like electrical tape or something. Mm. I haven't seen duct tape here in China. I think it's not very common. No, I don't think so either. Mm. Let's move on to these actual cure-alls. So as we know in the West, often if we're sick, we might get chicken soup. Apart from me, who got tomato soup with hot dogs, Nora was disgusted at that. But there you go. <laughs> that was when I had tonsillitis as a kid. It happened quite frequently, and that was like the highlight. <laughs> for me. But yeah, so it's a common thing, isn't it? Your friend brings over some chicken soup, especially when you've got a cold or flu or something, and that makes you feel better. And obviously in the in the UK, we like a good cup of tea. That cures everything. Like, if you're feeling a bit down, let's have a cup of tea, and that'll solve all your problems. <laughs> so I guess David's asking, do those things exist in China? And the answer is yes. And at first, we could only think of a couple, but I've come up with quite a few, actually, having done a bit of research. And now when I thought about it, but also Chanson's going to forgive us some as well. So maybe the, we could start with the biggest one, which is the hot water phenomenon, which I think surprised surprises most foreigners. They can't get their head around it. But actually, after some time, kind of makes sense. What do you think about this, Nara? Like this idea of hot drinking hot water for everything. It is for everything. Um, and having a baby in China was like for even more stuff. So they don't recommend that you drink anything cold when when you're pregnant or eat anything cold when you're pregnant they tell you to drink a lot of hot water and then now that the baby is born they have them drink hot water in order to go poop Right. <laughs> they're like, oh, it's constipated, drink hot water. And also to help with breast milk production, drink hot water. So it's got a lot of... Properties? Yeah, yeah. street credit. <laughs> hot water, the magical cure. If you're not it feeling is. well, you'll hear your Chinese friends say to you, drink more hot water. Yeah, it's definitely the phrase, isn't it? Drink more hot water. Mm -hmm. So are there any other cure-alls that you found in China? There were some others that I came across, yeah, that, that people think are like have lots of properties. So ginseng for one. I found a quote that was, according to, to Chinese people, ginseng contains the essence of the earth in condensed form. Oh. Sounds awesome. And it's been touted as a cure-all. It enlightens the mind and increases wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> but this, yeah, is that true? <laughs> But it's also, people think it's like very, there's a lot of like superstition. It's almost mythical because people are not really sure how it works. But it's considered in the East as like the medicine of all medicines. And it's employed to prolong life, used for anti-aging treatments and for healing illnesses. Mm -hmm. Do you drink ginseng or take ginseng pills, Champson? Uh, when I was very young, when I in high school, I drink these ginseng. Did it make you, how did, did it make you feel better? Did you feel some improvement? I, I I don't remember it. I think it make my mom feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I was th when I read this, because I was like, I'm gonna grab some of the ginseng tea Nora's brought on the on the top there. <laughs> 
Girls Nobody in- touched that team. Maybe because it's American ginseng, <laughs> which is another, like, they have a completely different name for that in Chinese. Because my mom worried about me when I was in high school. We studied, we spent a lot of time in study, so you will always get out. So she wants me to drink this thing, so I drink. Okay. <laughs> another thing, another one I found was garlic. And I actually found a book on Amazon, which is like a cure-all book just of garlic, thing, like how garlic can yeah. cure. Yeah. That, that was kind of, I mean, I know garlic's in a lot of Chinese food, but I, I had no idea that it was it was so such a good food tab. Are there any other foods or drinks that people like to consume in China that are supposedly good for everything? Yeah, there is like brown sugar, ginger tea, and uh, you can drink it when you catch a cold or have a fever or in your period of time. Mm-hmm. It'll make you feel better. You tried it, right, I Holly? Did, I did. You said it took the cramps right away. Yeah, I, it made me feel better. I think it's some sort of like a comfort. I'm not sure if it was a placebo, but I did feel better. Is the yeah. brown sugar the same as our brown sugar, or is it the red blocks? I can't remember what I used, to be honest. Did you make it from scratch, or did you use a packet? I, I made it from scratch. Okay, ginger. And how does the sugar look? Is it like in a block, Jamson, or is it already ground up? Oh, the or one is it liquid? What I used was in a packet, like already ground. ground. <laughs> it depends on the brand you buy. At the very beginning, it should be in the block. Uh-huh. But some brands will make it easy for you to drink it, so it make it like horror. Mm-hmm. So the format, it doesn't matter for this to make the drink. You can use any yeah. any kind. Okay. And I think the brown sugar, a little bit from the one in the Western country, should be dark red. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it and does have a different taste, actually. Like, yeah, there's some yeah. sort of, like, cinnamon sort of flavor going on there that I, I can't quite put my finger on it. It's probably it's something stronger. It is much stronger. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes more like a... Like a little bit, like burned a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, the tea should be like you need to cook it for a long time. It will make it work better. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I did it, I I was very like casual about it. So perhaps if I did it properly next time, it would just be awesome, and I just feel like a million dollars. So you got it from a packet, you said? No, no. I I just did it. I I brought. I think I had a ginger tea bag, and I added the brown sugar, just mixed it with hot water, and drank it, and I felt better. <laughs> so maybe it was. As a placebo because it sounds like I've been doing it all wrong. <laughs> I like the brown sugar they have here. This like you get just like a massive brick of it and then you melt mm. it and then you can keep it as kind of a liquid sugar. It makes it easier to mix it into drinks and yeah. foods and cereals and stuff. I've never bought that but that's what you use at home, right? Yeah, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Cool. Another thing I found was this thing called Portai pills, which uh, apparently I- I'm not sure if this is more Hong Kong Hong Kong thing, but it's meant to be like a staple. Do you know in this? a lot of medicine cabinets? Bow- so I remember it's Hong Kong thing. Yeah. But do you have it in China? Yeah, you can also buy it in China. Do people use it as a cure-all? I don't know. I just saw it in the shop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this article was very interesting, actually. I'm going to link to it um, in our show notes. And people keep it and use it for everything from stomach aches to colds. And it's got like 14 herbal ingredients in it. So it's kind of interesting, I think. Mm. Um, this last one. So I, I feel like those ones make a lot of sense. But there was one I found that I, I've never heard of. And this is called Snow fungus soup. Have you heard of this? Um, but 
Unfortunately, I don't know what the Chinese is, so perhaps, do you know the snow fungus soup? I assume yeah. the snow yeah. fungus soup, I assume it's the, it's like, white and looks like almost like a sponge. Yeah, this yeah. This one, right? Yeah, we call it yin er. Yin er. In mm. Chinese. Like baby? No, er means ear. Oh. The ear. The yin yeah. means silver. Oh, silver. Oh, sil yeah. Silver yeah. ear. Is that because of the, the way it looks? Yeah, that's another similar thing we call it heimu er. It's uh, like black, but the same Mm -hmm. Are those the, those really ugly looking mushrooms? <laughs> Ear. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like those. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, you know my opinion on mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> And so I found this on her website and there was a, a lady actually showing you how to make it and she said, I believe the best hospital is the kitchen and the best doctor is yourself. <laughs> Lee's cure-all is known as white snow fungus soup and the ingredients are snow fungus, lotus seeds, lily bulbs, jujube dates, goji berries and raw sugar. And these are their instructions on yeah. how to make it. They taste good and uh, they are the same that this seems good for your skin. Mm. Nice. So is this, have you had this yourself? When would you drink this soup? I like this cancel, but I'm very lazy. <laughs> so I seldom cook them myself. Okay. Don't they sell it for breakfast here? Like in a... They have something similar that I've seen in the mm -hmm. drinks. Like you, if you go to the local shop to get breakfast, a lot of times they have a cup that has the dates and the goji yeah. berries and the mm -hmm. snow fungus. Oh, is that that? And the sweet thing in it. Uh, for me, I think the one you cook yourself and the one you buy from the supermarket, the taste is a little bit different. Oh. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure. But it's a similar recipe, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can get it for breakfast if you want. And I I've, I've actually drink it on a regular basis because it mm. tastes good. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, Champson, can you tell me about this? The users will note that I have produced a tiny vial of a green <laughs> liquidy substance. It's like a tincture. Uh, we call it Feng Yu Jing. Um, it's for, you, you can call it a cure. It can be used in very different situations. Like that, the mosquito bite you. You mm. can use it and like you, you feel didn't well. Like you almost uh, catch a cold. You can use it to put it in some place of your head. Yeah, so it's, you probably will recognize the smell, Holly. She's yeah. opening this. It's a teeny tiny yeah. little Ooh, bottle, nice. which to be honest, I bought it because it was just so cute. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. It nice. But you can use it, you can rub some into your temples for a headache and it really does work. You can put some underneath your nose to kind of mm. clear your sinuses or just to kind of give you, like, wake you up. It's just like this really intense, herbal, powerful, and pleasant smell. And mm, like yeah. Champson saying, you can put it on bites, like insect mm. bites. And it's, to me, this, I've seen other, I've seen a lot of students carrying these around. Yeah. I think it helps with concentration. It's definitely one of the cure-alls that I found yeah, in yeah. China. It smells a bit like Tiger Balm, mm. but that's a Hong Kongese product, right? Mm -hmm. I think. They are very similar things. Mm. Uh, what, how do you call this again? Feng Yu Jing. Feng Yu Jing. And what, how, what does that mean? Feng means wind, Yu means oil, mm -hmm. Jing is like... It's really difficult for Chinese people to define one character at a time because characters in Chinese, they don't equal Chinese words. And so a lot of times a character can have many different meanings and it's just combining it with other characters that gives you an actual like concrete idea. So this is why Champson is like struggling because a lot of characters are very difficult to define when standing alone. That's why when you look in Chinese dictionaries, you see the definition of single characters and it's so long. It's it's got all these different meanings and as a Westerner you're looking at it and you're like, what does this actually mean? The meanings of the characters are very fluid. And I'm, I was also being mean by putting her on the spot and asking. <laughs>
Well, we'll put a link to the characters for this Feng Yujin mm-hmm. in the show notes so you guys can check it out for yourself. Um, and also, I'll put a little image of this yeah, tiny little bottle because so. it's quite cute and it's very cute. Yeah, and uh, makes me want to have one just for myself. It looks like something. <laughs> it looks like a liquor bottle for Barbie. That's what it looks like. It's like a teeny <laughs> glass. <Barbie>. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, before, um, cause we wanna, we, we asked Chamson to ask some of our friends, like, uh, and family what kind of cure-alls and things that they use, but I found one quite controversial thing, which is ground rhino horn, <gasps> and this is believed to have been very effective against a huge range of illnesses. It was thought to, uh, build up energy, cure laryngitis, build up the blood, treating dizziness, typhoid, boils, hallucinations, fever, and, wait for it, possession by the devil. Ooh, yes. Give so, me some of that rhino horn. Yeah, so, um, yeah, obviously that's a controversial one that we uh, don't condone the use of. It seems like there are a lot of exotic animals that are used for medicine mm-hmm. in China. We also see seahorses, I think we see a lot in... What do people use seahorses for? Because when I've gone to Guangzhou, a lot of times you'll see yeah. in like a shady street corner, and actually I saw one in Shenzhen for the yeah. first time, somebody with um, a big knapsack just full of dried Dried seahorses. And in Guangzhou, you see that everywhere. And you also see scorpions as well. They have a lot of... It's a lot more traditional in Guangzhou than in Shenzhen. Shenzhen is a very modern city, but Guangzhou, you still get these pockets of very traditional places where you can find these kind of what I would consider very unusual products. But um, with the seahorses, do you know what people use seahorses for? No, you don't? But you've seen them being sold, right? Yeah, I I heard that it was for male potency yes yes i uh, that's what i had could be completely you know just on the on the rumor mill that's what i heard it was for but i could be wrong there's a lot of excuses for this Yeah, I can imagine people will try all sorts of things. Chamson, what kind of cure-alls do your friends, or when you were growing up, or when they were growing up, like the cure-alls that they used? I cannot say these things are for cure-alls, because cure-alls is like hot water, you can drink it for very different situation. Mm-hmm. but um, those things is just I got from my friends when they grow up, during their growing up, they had some solutions when they were used. Mm. Like when you get classic, you can bring a ginger or a orange peel, orange peel with you, and you can smell it, it'll make you feel better. Oh, so for nausea, if you if you feel like you want to throw up. Yeah. Oh, I ginger. wish I had known that when I was younger, because I suffered hugely from travel sickness. Ugh, <laughs> was so bad. And uh, like, if you suffer from cough, and you can, like, like my mom, will cook with uh, crystal sugar, still with a pear, and uh, raw cut leaf together. Oh. Crystal, sh- crystal sugar? With pear. With pear and with rocket leaves? Yeah, oh, cool. and you can eat it and it will make, make you feel better. Oh. Well, that's a new one on me. Yeah, I've yeah. never heard of that one before uh-uh. either. Cool. That's for cough, you said? Yeah. Oh, nice. And like my friend, he have another thing for cough. It's um, fried egg with sesame oil. Oh, that oh. sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> and easy to do. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And uh, another thing, like if you, like we always uh, looking at the computer and your eyes will feel dry. Mm. And then you can have a uh, chrysanthemum tea. It'll make you feel much better. To, to drink or to drink. To drink it? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking maybe like yeah, as 
use it as a wash, like put it on your eyes or yeah, something. Some, yeah, some people will do that. Yeah. Chrysanthemum tea seems to be consumed a lot in China. Yeah. This tea tastes very good, so you can also, in some restaurants, you can find it in yeah. daily life during the hot weather, like summer. Yeah. Right, it's supposed to cool you down, right? Yeah. So if you have too much heat in your body, chrysanthemum mm -hmm. is supposed to be cooling for you, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll say that because one of our co-workers, Dimi, I miss, she used to drink chrysanthemum tea with goji berries all the oh, time. Right. All the time. And so I also started drinking some <laughs> a bit. And I did really feel that it helped my eyes because when oh, you're really? sitting in the sitting in front of the computer all day, your eyes can get you really, really tired. Because I definitely get that. Like, Because I wear contact lenses, it's even worse. Like, I get that tired. Like, I want to claw my own eyeballs out. <laughs> well, head <laughs> on down to the pharmacy. I love yeah, that yeah. about China. Like, the pharmacy sells these kind of, mm -hmm. like, you just buy, like, a handful of flowers yeah. at the pharmacy. <laughs> and that's medicine here. Yeah, and, like, goji berries and stuff. That's sold at the pharmacy because that's they have such a tradition of eating and drinking things for their health. And I personally love that. Yeah. You know, to go to the grocery store, you just hop down to the pharmacy and grab it. You can see a lot of times tons of different options. I'm sure you can probably get ginger there too, right? Yeah. Ginger mm -hmm. and the sugar and everything that you need to make these things. It's yeah. very cool. Um, just You were just mentioning about like drinking chrysanthemum tea to like cool down. So, Shamsun, keep me on the straight and narrow here. So, there's this idea in uh, like Chinese medicine that there are hot foods and cold foods, right? Yeah. And so, if you eat too many hot or cold, there are there are ways to like counteract the sort of the way you feel from those things. Like one of the biggest thing ones we know is like lychee. Lychee is a hot fruit. Yeah. So if you eat too much, you might get side effects like uh, a sore throat. Is that right? Yeah. And maybe nausea as well. And so if you eat hot foods like lychee or chocolate and or spicy food or and even oranges, I think are classed as like a hot food. You can drink green tea, eat watermelon, or eat mung bean soup. And I, I don't have you had mung bean soup. I don't. It's think actually so. really good. Like I I um I used to, when oh. I was still teaching many years ago. Uh, I would teach these two young lads, and the the IE would always give me it when I got to the class. Like if it was you know five thirty, and I would be tired and sweaty because you know it's in the summertime, and I would yeah. be racing there. And she would always give me a ball to eat, Aww. and it actually like it, I don't know, made me feel better. Yeah. And on the other hand, if you have too many cold foods, like some of these make sense. Like ice cream is cold, but for example, greasy food is also classed as a cold food, and bananas as well. And to counteract those cold foods, you should eat ginger, garlic, or drink chicken soup. Yay! <laughs> Full circle. We actually have an article on written Chinese. So if you're interested a little in this sort of idea of traditional Chinese medicine, we have several actually, but this is more to do with the foods that you, you should eat or should not eat. Um, if you just go to writtenchinese.com and search for, uh, just put TCM in the search engine, that should pop up. But I'll link to it as well. Yeah, TCM, traditional Chinese medicine. Yeah. yeah. Chamson, do you have any other sort of, not just cure-alls, but things that your friends would would use to like cure certain illnesses? Mm, when your when the season changes, you maybe catch a cold, mm. and uh, you can do something to guarantee you from catch cold. Cool. So uh, when I in the kindergarten, it's a very simple way to do that is to eat uncooked white of a green Chinese olive with soil sauce. Oh, I missed that. Uncooked gr green uh, uncooked green Chinese olive with oh, soy Chinese sauce. Yeah. You need to eat the white part of the green like the onion. spring onion, right? The is long, that, is that a Chinese tall, green. It like starts white at the bottom and goes green at the top. Yeah. Oh, so you eat it uncooked with soy sauce. It's not spicy. Yeah, it's very 
is spicy. Oh, so how how often or how long before? Is it just as soon as the weather starts changing, then you should start eating this stuff? Yeah, you, you don't need to eat too much. Just once before the season changes. Oh, okay. And just eat like half finger length. Half okay. a finger length. Okay. And when I'll I was a kid, so and uh, in the kindergarten, our teacher gave us to eat that. Oh, so they gave everybody yeah a, a sprout. And they to encourage you like you are a very brave kids. Girl, you eat very spicy things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when is this? When the change? When the season changes? What? So when? When should we do this? Hmm. Before like the winter. Before the winter. Okay. So yeah. I guess here it'd be like October, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Before the winter, like yeah. December. <laughs> but it does start to cool off, doesn't it? Then not. It doesn't get cold. In December, but it, it gets chill. It gets. You know. Yeah, you're right. You might wear a cardi. So would you? <laughs> maybe. So would you do it the other way around? If when it's um, cold and becoming warm again, would you also eat this, or is it just for when it's becoming cold? Just becoming cold, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, uh, in my memory, I just wearing a little bit thin clothes and I eat these things. Okay, so not the other way around, wearing yeah. thick clothes and <laughs> waiting for summer. <laughs> Although I often get like a cold in summertime, so I'm curious to know if it would work the other way around as well. Yeah, I also have more cold symptoms when it's yeah. going from cold to warm. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why. Are there any other things that you found? Oh, that's a very interesting one. And my friend told me that uh, if your eyelids twitch, oh, twitch. twitch, yeah, chance uh, you can this put a wide small piece of paper on your eyelids and so that help. Really? <laughs> I always, oh, it drives me crazy when that happens, uh, when my eyes twitching. Do you get that often? Yeah, I mean, sometimes. it tends to go in phases. Like mm. sometimes I don't get it for a long time and then sometimes it seems to keep happening. Yeah. And I haven't figured it out if whether it's Why? Seem to be, you know, they always show on cartoons. It's like stress related, and the guy's really mad, oh, and yeah. his eye just like starts twitching uncontrollably. But I don't see that that's like a pattern. It just seems to happen randomly mm. for me. I haven't found any kind of equation behind yeah. it. But you put just like take a small piece of paper and yeah. just how do you get it to stick on your eye? Just not not cover all the whole eyes. Just a very small piece. Just like a piece of note paper, oh, like or tissue paper. Very small, just a normal paper. It's okay. Just a little tiny. Mm. Yeah. Like a like a pinky yeah, nail. Yeah. Like I imagine like a man would use to like cover a shaving cut. <laughs> <laughs> so you just stick it on there and then it the twitching will stop. Yeah. Oh I'm definitely trying that yeah. next time. That's what we should do really. We should actually try out some of these things. Well I've already tried the the ginger and uh, brown sugar thing. So we'll keep them in mind and when the situation arises we'll try them and we will videotape it for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> Sounds good. Any other remedies? I've got another one actually that it's kind it's not really a remedy but I almost feel like Chinese massage is something that could be used to cure oh. lots of different things based and I'm not an expert I think Nara you know a bit more about this than I do but about like certain pressure points being used to fix certain things or to make like or Shamsun I'm sure you also would know more about this than I do um what do you think do you, do you, do you think that that's true that massage can cure certain illnesses or make you feel better I don't know I think definitely in China massage is used as a medicine more than in the West. In the West yeah. we go to a massage just, oh, it feels nice. Yeah, yeah. But in China, the massage is not necessarily
necessarily very pleasant. It actually can often be very painful, um, but you feel better afterwards. And then there's like two, so this like type of medicinal massage is called Twina, but then they have a separate word for foot massage because the foot massage is its own kind of own treatment. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the foot massage? Like what, it's not just to feel good, right? Why do people go for a foot massage? Yeah, um, because we in Chinese we'll say that some sorry I don't know how to say English way in your foot I mean small points yeah, in like different parts mm. and if you press it and it will affect the different parts different your, organs and yeah. in your, yeah, in your yeah. body so it's that's why it can work do you go to get foot massages yeah, before before and, and like the water they always will also put some like oil like herbs, herbs, herbs in, yeah. into the water and it will also help mm. okay the, I mean they, they think the, that herbs will go into your food into your body oh I didn't know they put stuff in the water yeah. I've gone for a foot massage before have you had a foot massage yeah. here Holly yeah. yeah you say that with yeah. a little Not grimace thing, you know you know you know yeah yeah <laughs> I actually um, when I was much younger a friend of mine she would go for reflexology um, which I, I guess it comes from this comes from the you know the Chinese method of like pressure points and whatnot and her do- doctor I guess I'm gonna say could tell a lot about her um, health basically which I find very I find it fascinating I love seeing sometimes on the if you're walking by a massage parlor that does foot massage they have these like really elaborate yeah. diagrams it has like a foot and then it has like a million different it's like looking at a map of the world almost it's got all these little lines mm-hmm. and sections that are all labeled yeah. to, that show you which pressure points you said to, to show you which parts of the mm-hmm. feet correspond to which mm-hmm. organs in the body yeah it's really cool mm-hmm. maybe we can also put yeah. a link to an image yeah, for definitely. that as well yeah that would be good it reminds me of that um that theory you know that the, something about of the brain that people believed in like the 1800s so, i can't remember what it's called or phonology or something like that anyway yeah that's, that's what it reminds me of like the brain was like cut up into sections and stuff mm-hmm. yeah all right well um we've asked chamson to give us our word of the week so take it away <laughs> okay the words of this week is cure in chinese we call it bao zhi bai bing it's including four characters mm-hmm. the first one is bao it means to cover, to include. The second character is zhi, it means to cure. And the third one is bai, it means hundreds. Mm. And the last one is bing, it means diseases. Cool, great. Mm. Nice. So cover, cure, 100 diseases. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah, cure all. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So I'll link to our dictionary in our show notes, which will be at writtenchinese.com slash episode 113. And you can see all the pictures and all the other things that we've mentioned in today's episode. Special thanks to Champson for getting over her fears and yeah. coming on the show with us today. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate good. it. And we hope you out there have learned something new about China and Chinese culture. If you have any other questions, please send us a voicemail, writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. And if you want to see Champson back on the show, you're going to have to ask for her because <laughs> we need an excuse right. to drag her back. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, sounds good. If you want to leave us any any comments, you can do so at facebook.com slash two white chicks. That's two spelled T-W-O, not the number. But you can get us anywhere at writtenchinese.com as well. Don't forget to load up all of the vocabulary from today's shows into the written Chinese dictionary. It's really easy to do it actually from online. You can go to the show notes page, writtenchinese.com slash episode 113, and then you can just click the links to the words in the dictionary and press the plus button and they will sync with your dictionary in your iPhone or your Android device as long as you're logged in on the web. Great. All right. Well, uh, we hope you tune in again next week. Bye. 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 Bye.